righty, just after 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, about three hours, ten minutes uh, from kickoff. Um, I hope that's right. My time zones get me confused all the time, so I apologize if my time zones. But it's uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Time is usually uh, the kickoff, so just after 8 p.m. Eastern, and we want to help you out. Uh, we are a fantasy sports network. So definitely we are focused on this game tonight from a fantasy perspective. Uh, we also like to, to bet from time to time as well. But it is time now uh, to bring in the man, Andy McNamara, as we bring you Ask Andy. My man, how are you? Dean, doing good, brother. How are you? I am outstanding. Uh, last week, uh, we had what an eventful week. There's just like my mind was blown from all the different storylines. I love the nights where we get to focus on uh, one game. And I got to ask right now, I got an Ask Andy question right here uh, in class right now. So, touchdown only league, Josh Jacobs, Javante Williams, or Clyde Edwards Alaire? Who do you think Give I should? I got to start two of them, two or three. Oh, two. Okay. You know, I'll go Javante Williams for sure. Okay. And Edwards, see, the other ones are, are I like Clyde Edwards-Alaire what I saw, but, man, that target share is just a little bit much for me in Kansas City. I'm going to say Jacobs, but I don't really like the other two options, to be honest. Dean. <laughs> well, that's what happened I gotta last pick week. One, if I got to pick one, I'll say, I'll say Jacobs. I'm just feeling – and you know what? We're going to get a better – field tonight because last week it was such a wipeout of the Cardinals that the game script was a little odd, right? Same with the the 49ers-Bears game because of the weather. It was odd. So we couldn't learn necessarily that much. But I'd say, you know, let's go Javante Williams and let's go with Jacobs. All right. Yeah, that's what I went with last week. And Alaire got the touchdowns, but it was such an odd week. So I think this week will be a more regular week and, and, you know, Denver will – uh, get something going. But by the way, was your head exploding during the, like, did you see Peyton Manning and the Manning cast called like 61 timeouts in the final minute of that Denver game? Oh. Like it just, it was one of the most, like everybody in the world was saying, call a timeout and then give it to, to Russell Wilson. And it's like Nathaniel Hackett outthought himself. That's the thing. These coaches sometimes Dean, they try to uh, yeah be, be geniuses, try to go uh, off the board. Sometimes the simple answer is the right one. Now, we also have to remember, too, with everything flying, it is tough to make those decisions. So I sympathize to a very small point. However, that's why you're getting paid $5 million plus million to make those choices. And he even said after, Nathaniel Hackett was like, yeah, yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. It's like, well, <laughs> well yeah, man. So that, that's not good. And if you're Russell Wilson, <laughs> you have to kind of think – have flashbacks of like the Super Bowl that you lost with Pete Carroll, right? Yeah. Of like, uh, uh, can you just do the obvious thing? Like, just do the obvious thing. And the fact that he got so tangled up, that leads you to believe right away, you either have to see a significant improvement now, or you're going to have to make some changes when it comes to play calling, uh, a game clock distribution, whatever that might be. Because Denver is in win now mode, and mm-hmm. a loss like that in that AFC West just can't happen. Yeah, no, it, it can't at all. 
Uh, Blue Jays, by the way, uh, they just gave up another home run. They're down 5 nothing for uh, Blue Jays fans watching, so that's mm. not great news. So, uh, like I did last week, I did some start sits for tonight's game, and I'll throw them at you. Of course, everybody, uh, if you have an Ask Andy question, uh, please uh, hit us up on Twitter. Use the hashtag AskAndy. Drop it in the message chat board. We'll get your lineup decisions for tonight, for Sunday, uh, for Monday as well. But take a look at these uh Start sits from tonight. Obviously, some easy decisions. I, I based Edwards Alaire on a on a regular league, not just a touchdown league. But your thoughts on okay. the uh, the start sits uh, for tonight's game? Okay, let's go through the Chargers. Herbert, yes. Eckler, yes. Kelly, sit. Great. Uh, Williams, start. Good. I'm glad you went with Josh Palmer. And Everett, sit. Totally with you there. Here's the wrinkle that makes me nervous because I'm a Joshua Palmer truther theme. Yeah. I believe in him. From last year, he got the momentum going, the trust of Justin Herbert. DeAndre Carter last week, concerning, had a score, had some targets. Now, was that just weird play calling because Keenan Allen went out in game? Maybe. And Mike Williams is such an oddity. He, the, the talent is too much to not play him. Um, I just try to avoid drafting him personally. <laughs> and that's because over, like, if you look at Mike Williams overall last year, uh, I believe a wide receiver 12, in PPR. So that's good, right? You're top 12 guy. But you look have to look at the game points because you'll have ups and downs. He had most of his fantasy points in the first five weeks of the season, certainly most of his touchdowns. And then it was a tail off and too much of a roller coaster. So what I'm hoping is that Josh Palmer can elevate himself to the more steady, reliable target for Justin Herbert. Either uh, match or surpass the DeAndre Carter wrinkle has me a bit concerned. I'm interested to see how that plays out tonight. Yeah, and uh, Palmer, and we uh, the case ones. Palmer got a lot of hype, uh, as you mentioned in the uh, the preseason. Um, but last year, when uh, Allen was out. Uh, he had a huge game, 66 yards and a touchdown. So uh, I think there's uh, definitely uh, some potential. Okay, we'll get to the to the Chiefs in a second, but we have an Ask Andy question. Uh, Mike Evans is a bit banged up. Tough matchup with Lattimore. Do I keep him or pivot to Dotson, Renfro, Phillips? And that's coming in from Anthony. I think you have to stick with Mike Evans. Um, and the only reason is the... Injury right now is classified as of today as minor. I believe it's a calf. Um, something to track, of course, but Chris Godwin is going to be out. So despite the potential one-on-one matchup, that could be troublesome. Uh, he's still the, he's still going to be the top target. Yeah. You, we I... saw last week, I believe, uh, five, five to six catches. Sensational. You have to stick with the talent. So I would rather err on the side of, Mike Evans not doing well, then take pretty much a flyer on any of those other guys. All right. Uh, Disgruntled Dad uh, has a question for Ask Andy. Who do I start as my wide receiver to? Palmer tonight or wait on Lazard maybe playing or Mooney? Uh, I know you're obviously high on Palmer, but what about the other two guys? Are they better options waiting? No, I don't think so, especially Mooney. Um, again, anybody in that Chicago and 49ers game last week, you have to give a mulligan. That was just torrential down. I don't even know what weather pattern you call that, Dean. Was it a tsunami? Was it a downpour? I, I don't know. It was just a total mess. So you couldn't 
gleam anything from how's Trey Lance? How's Justin Fields in year two? How's player X and Y? You just can't do it. So we don't really know. And that's why, you know, Mooney might emerge or he might not. I have much more confidence in Josh Palmer in this case, for sure. I think you stick with Palmer. Uh, take the sure thing rather than a maybe for Lazard. Because what happens, you know, we get to Saturday and Lazard pulls up lane. Right. Then you're stuck. Right. Yeah, you know, so Palmer's number two Palmer. receiver tonight. Right. So, you know, you have what a bird in the hand is better than than two in the bush. That's it. Uh, okay, Mark uh, says, half PPR, I need two. Edwards, Alaire, Penny, Henderson Jr., or Wilson Jr.? Okay, so we need how many, two? Two out of Edwards, Alaire, Penny, Henderson, or Wilson Jr. Wilson Jr., really, really uh, popular waiver wire pickup this week, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm going to say Henderson and Wilson. Let's go with the double juniors here. Let's go with the ah, juniors. Um, okay. And... The reason, again, it's not like I dislike Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I, I just need to see how this pattern, this committee, because you got Pacheco who's there, you got McKinnon. There's, there's too much, and you're a pass-first team, and Patrick Mahomes could always take off as well a little bit if he, if he needs to. It's too much uncertainty. I, I don't like uncertainty in fantasy football. Too much uncertainty. Darrell Henderson, um, shocker, last <laughs> week when uh, Cam Akers, hello, Cam Akers, what? And then Sean McVay was like, ah, oh, I think he needs a bit more energy. Well, Sean, that would have been cool if you would have told us beforehand, pal. Man, what a hose job that was to your fantasy team. My good, myself included. I went one of my leagues, I got, thought I was pulling a good one. I got Cam Akers before kickoff. I'm like, all right, we got, what happened? So yeah. now, at least for this week, it seems like Darrell Henderson should be the choice. I would hope that they work Cam Akers in more, but I'm not sure. And for Wilson Jr., Again, San Francisco is very tricky. It, I, I kind of get flashbacks, Dean, to last year when everybody was taking Trey Sermon, mm-hmm. and Kyle Shanahan decides Trey should, Sermon he doesn't like and tells us after week one when Eli Mitchell explodes and Trey Sermon got nothing, that everyone drafted Trey Sermon, that Eli Mitchell's the guy. Well, okay, so Jeff Wilson, you got the two rookies behind him. They, they may cut in a little bit, but in the meantime, it looks like at least, again, for this week, Jeff Wilson should be the guy. But you have Trey Lance who can run right? You got Debo who can run. And again, we can get nothing from week one on how that's going to work because of the weather. But I would still err on the side of Jeff Wilson this week. So let's go Wilson and Henderson. The only good thing about that weather was the shot of the guy. I don't know if you saw it. He was holding his popcorn and the water fell and he just had the most defeated look ever. (laughs) He just stood there with water raining down on him, soaking his popcorn and he didn't even care. I'm like, that is like the the pitcher from week one. That's just like, that's just a sad, wet popcorn. Oh, Oh, it's gross. It's It's terrible. It's like wet dog. It's terrible. All right, it's, let's it's let's get pretty, back to the let's back get to the KC start sits that I threw out there, and uh, you can go through my homework assignment here. Yes, okay, so we did the Chargers. Let's look at Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, yes, Clyde Edwards-Alaire because the run. Even though we talk about the running back situation, a lot of the time you're not going to have a better option than Clyde right. Edwards-Alaire. So I like to start McKinnon. Yes, we're sitting that again. Dean though comes in like okay, who, who's get, how, how are they being worked in? How yeah, like last week, Isaac Pacheo ended up with the most, but it was all in, like, the game was out of hand. Garbage. So, I, I, that garbage time can win you fantasy, but don't base your yeah. start on garbage time. 
No, 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 you're, you're totally right. And tonight uh, it should not be anything close to that. Although it shouldn't have been that with the Cardinals either, and it was. So you right. know, who knows? Uh, I like Juju Smith-Schuster in this one too. The, this is another thing. We knew Travis Kelsey was going to get uh, the lion's share of targets. Who is going to be next? Mm-hmm. It was Juju. So I like that. And Juju's always been better in a number two receiver type of role. You're right. Now, usually it was, you know, another wide receiver. In this case, it's Travis Kelsey, and he can be number two. So if you can put the focus not totally on Juju and he's getting that secondary coverage, I like him. So I do like that start. Oh, MVS. Oh, he's yeah, such a wild I was re- card, man. I was so torn on this one. And I, I yeah. like, I, w- this, I almost flipped a coin with this. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's really tough. And the reason is, does he have big playability? Absolutely. However, so does that rookie Sky Moore who had one catch for 30 yards. It's almost a bit of a wash in a guessing game similar to, and you throw McCall Hardman into that mix as well. Yes. Too much of the same type of guy to me, right? Like not, not necessarily the same size or height or whatever, but the same type of, of plays or boom or bust. Yeah. So, you know, what MVS in a, a flex spot. Yeah, maybe. You know, if you're doing a a, a a showdown type of head-to-head DFS contest for tonight, specifically Chargers versus uh, Chiefs, then you know, I could get on board with that. But if this is for the full your full fantasy, you know, redraft for the Sunday for the whole weekend, I'd try to go somewhere else outside of MVS. All right, uh, for, we'll do some Ask Andy in a second. But we had uh, we're we're coming into week three of uh, some pretty cool matchups. you want to get to the top performers from UCFFL or UFAFL first? What do you want to go with? Oh, you know what? Let's go. We're talking NFL, so let's do UFAFL first from week one. All right. So here are your top performers uh, from last week. Love the logos on these teams. Yeah, pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Paradise Blackhawks, of course, Chris Carter, Michael Vick, Terrence Crawford owned. New GM making a splash already. Our guy, Fernando Geronimo, that we met at the Fantasy Football Expo, taking over GM duties. He's been wheeling and dealing. He's trading. And you know what? He's got a pretty darn good fantasy quarterback. And you look at the numbers right there for Patrick Mahomes. Absolute money. No surprise. And the beast with Alex Highsmith coming up. You see the numbers there with the three sacks, grabbing on the tackles also. Very interesting. Now, they got those those bad Steeler colors that I don't like, Dean. You know, I, I see behind me. You know, I don't like those that black and, uh, and pea yellow. Uh, they call it gold. I call it, uh, you know, no. Uh, but Alex Smith, they're going to have to rely on him more because T.J. Watt yes. injured Peck out about six weeks. So does this, and this is always the question when you're missing a star, uh, especially when somebody else had such a great week like we saw with Highsmith. Does this help Highsmith? up those sets, get more opportunities, or do uh, do offenses, do teams hone in now on him since you don't have to worry about T.J. Watt? That's what we're going to find out. Yeah, and, and uh, honestly, I think it hurts because uh, there's just not as much pressure. Although, you know, and, and I think the focus is obviously going to be on uh, Highsmith. As far as matchups in week two of the ultimate Fantasy American Football League. Again, we're looking at some ridiculously amazing logos, but yeah, there's so there's cool. obviously some intriguing matchups. Is there one that you have your eye on? Boy, first of all, guys, your, your merch, like shirts, mugs, all that, they all look gorgeous. UFFsports.com slash UFAFL. You can click on each team's logo. has a team shop. You can go right there and get it. Just sensational. If I'm looking at it, 
I like kind of the Hydra and Blitz move. You know, our guy Phil uh, Beavis, he's, he talks to him. He, he's not afraid to, to run the mouth a little bit. And he yeah. always makes things interesting. <laughs> we love Phil. He always makes things interesting. So uh, the Hydra matchup is uh, of interest to me. Uh, it, also, Warriors versus Hammerheads. Um, it's simply, again, to see, like, how Warriors, one of the really rejigged teams, a, a team that Show Ali took over and really tried to revamp. So that's another one that I have my eye on. Doom, of course, versus Turf Monsters. Doom, heavy favorite this week there. And um, interdivision battle, Circus Sports Show versus the Rowdies. And the Rowdies are a team here, Dean, where, again, year one, bit of bad luck as far as they lost a few, I don't remember how many, but a few by just like less than five points. Like just, you know what I mean? Like one of those seasons where one one break goes the other way and you're you're looking good. They've done a lot of revamping. They have new part owner, Dan Esposito, former NFL running back, owner in uh, uh, the UCFFL of Heroes University and in the American Football Legends League of Heroes um, FC. They are now in the UFAFL as a part of the Rowdy. So I'm interested to see that one. You got the heavy hitters of Circa versus the Rowdies and now new owner Dan Esposito with his professional uh, expertise jumping onto that franchise. Oh, that is so awesome. And you're right. The merch is legendary. So uffsports.com, hit shop, and there you go. Now, let's get to uh, something that not a lot of people have, but we do here at UFF Sports, and that's Ultimate College Fantasy Football League. You got some top performers uh, from week two, and then we'll get to some matchups for week two. For sure. You know, we look at offense, the Berserkers, Berserkers Academy, the first two weeks of the season, they've had a top performer. Lonnie Phillips Jr. on the defensive side last week. Evan Hall running back this week for Northwestern. And then on defense, Derek Parrish. What a absolute monster day for Derek Parrish of the Seven Seas Wrath Universe. Like the Wrath, uh, the Mooch-owned team in, in all three leagues, right? So they, they, this is their, their beginning funnel now with the Wrath, which then feeds into Rage uh, in UFAFL, which then goes into Fury. You notice the theme of anger uh, in the American Football Legends League. But you look at what Parrish did with Houston. And what I love about the UCFFL, which is so different from uh, the NFL and the college side, is, Dean, you have 131, yeah. okay? You heard me right, Division One schools that you can pick players from. And you have 18 franchises with a 36-man roster. That means there are so many different possibilities of stars who are undrafted or who can come out of to us, I'm using quotations nowhere, <laughs> but certainly on their team, to be to be top performers of the week. And you can have, like we've been seeing uh, free agent auctions put up put up in our uh, our transfer portal to, sw- to switch teams or be added to UCFFL clubs from teams all over the place who have had massive weeks. So that's the real intrigue on this, Dean. It's like, okay, you got your team, you got the players, but you still have so many options when it comes to player availability and teams that really, in this college league, this comes down to who's doing their homework. You know, who's maybe staying up a little late to watch maybe that Hawaii game with our guy, Zion Bowens. Yes. He hurt his leg, so hopefully he's back soon. But you know what I mean? Like, Are you watching those smaller schools, the ones maybe a little bit and tracking, and finding those gems that you can jump in and try to win on free agent who can make a real impact? Because Evan Hull wasn't on too many people's radar last week, I'll tell you that. 
No doubt. And and that's the thing is that, you know, almost every college game is entertaining. So you're you're at least getting the entertainment factor and now yeah. you throw in the fantasy factor and you know, we're looking at some of these logos. They're just as brilliant as uh yeah. the the UFAL and UFHL and all of our leagues, baseball, football, basketball, hockey have brilliant uh logos and you know, we see that 7 Cs logo in there again. Uh but some interesting matchups on the uh UCFFL docket this week. Uh, for sure and what's again what's really interesting with this college league is you can have and i would argue every game is almost a pick em each week whereas yeah. in the nfl you know and in, in the ufafl now you still really in the ufafl i i believe you make your money off of those sort of backup linebackers who come in not necessarily the star power but the depth here um college is so strange in it almost gives a little bit of a CFL for our Canadian viewers to feel where you can have a guy who balls out mm-hmm. and then for some reason the next week he's not playing or he gets, yeah. you're like, what? Why? Well, what happened? Because they have diff- you know, you have your, your sophomores, your different, different tiers of players at different stages of their collegiate careers. So it is truly a pick them almost every week. Like, look at these logos, man. Like, come on. Like, look at that. Rebellion State. Uh, uh, Garrett Jones and my guy Eric Metcalf own War Dogs. You, that's gorgeous. That's on Zion Bones. And yeah. Uh, complimented around campus in Hawaii, folks. Zion Bones are wearing a War Dogs U shirt, and people love it. Kahuna Kings. Look at that Berserkers. We saw Scoville Ghosts. Uh, Walt Harris owned DBDJ State uh, and Terrace. Like, look at all these. They're Alpha Alpha. If you talk about NFL players, Charles Stackhouse, former fullback for the Giants and Vikings. He's there. That that's you know that one there. Aljepe University and Alpha Ape University. Those, that's, those are two teams that are re- I feel really on the cusp from breaking out. And uh, the logos are hot, but, but that one specifically, I'm very interested to track to see, okay, how does that play out there? And for uh, Rebellion State and War Dogs, you two teams trying to pick up their first dub. So. Always something going on. Okay, let's end on this one. It's from Arnie, and he says, On a scale of awesome to superb, is Tom Brady still a superb goat? And listen. Yeah. My, we had fill in the blanks yesterday and my fill in the blank was, well, the one question was blank is going to disappoint fantasy owners this year. And my answer was Tom Brady. Now, I don't think Tom Brady is going to be awful, but I just think at some point the, 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 the ceiling is going to come down and people are not going to get the same production out of Tom Brady. He's 45. He's got a lot of bleep going on. So I think there's going to be uh, not as significant as, you know, he's not going to be like a quarterback 15 or something, but I think there's going to be a, a downgrade. I'm not sure Tom Brady finishes inside. This is my bold prediction. Tom Brady finishes outside quarterback top 10 this year. Okay, and you know what? Maybe if Tom Brady should be sent this because we know he's always in for a kick. <laughs> he's gonna say, "I'll show that, Dean. I'll show him. Look at me, five thousand yards plus last year." Here's the thing with guys like Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, etc. They're not running. Okay, so you're not True. getting those extra fantasy points from the yards. So if they're not balling out, if they're not throwing for three hundred yards, no picks, three, four touchdowns, you're not having a good fantasy game. He is also had a lot of trouble playing against the New Orleans Saints, specifically in New Orleans, where they are this week. So that's mm-hmm. something to track. And if we're looking at, let's say, DFS, or if you have another quarterback option, look, you could do worse than playing Tom Brady. Of course. But if, 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 let's say, in a DFS lineup, you're looking, you might try to avoid Tom Brady this week. Maybe try to do something like a little under, more under the radar, like a Kirk Cousins, perhaps, something like that. It was huge last I think week. that could be, 
that could be pretty interesting too. I got one more. I got one more. Uh, ask any that came in on love Twitter it, if you want me to it. read it out. Yeah, you bet. This comes from at Ben Naxon at AndyMC81, folks, as well on Twitter. Says so. I punted on the tight end in my drafts and ended up with Hunter Henry. Oof, bad choice. I want no part of Patriots anymore. LOL. Full PPR. Who do you like best from Everett, Higby, Thomas, and Hurst? And the Thomas, I'm hoping, is Logan Thomas, not Ian Thomas from uh, the Panthers. <laughs> I'm liking Logan Thomas, team, from the Commanders. I'm liking Logan Thomas. Came back early from that serious knee injury. Carson Wentz, two interceptions, but the dude balled out. Crazy. You know, now, the thing is, you got a lot of mouths to feed, and it could go a lot of different ways in Washington because Curtis Samuel went off. Antonio Gibson looked really good, right? So you still got Terry McLaurin floating around. Uh, but Thomas went healthy. We And, of course, Carson Wentz wasn't there last year, so that's another thing. But he got some targets, got some reps. I think out of that group, Logan Thomas feels the safest to me and somebody with a high ceiling. I don't hate having Hayden Hurst as a stash on your bench. I've done that personally in one of my redraft leagues because in Cincinnati, I wanted to see. And I've been bullish on Hayden Hurst. I just don't think he's gotten a chance in his career going back to his Atlanta days. Um, I, I, I am, A lot of talent there. Uh, so Hayden Hurst sort of as a stash. Logan Thomas is the play. Beautiful. I absolutely love it. Uh, the the Eagles-Vikings um, game, I think, could be a really high offensive game. Uh, I like Jalen Hurts in that game, and, and you mentioned Kirk Cousins. So that's, that's you know, like yeah. there are options out there, especially if you're in daily, sometimes in your other leagues. Uh, and you got to look up matchups. you got to look at history. you got to look at protection. The protection isn't that and great weather. for Tom Brady. No, you're right. Now, you know, Brady can get the ball out of his hands super quick. We know that, but you're not going to have Chris Godwin, right? So that's that's right. something else to keep in mind. Um, that Eagles-Viking game, the set, the late game of the doubleheader on Monday Night Football, uh, boy, that's that's pretty much a pick em right now. Dean, yeah. Philly, as of right now, two-point favorite, which, you know, usually you're granted three as a home. So that's, that's pretty much a wash. I could see that one going either way. I love Jalen Hurts, mm -hmm. uh, but Kirk Cousins and to Justin Jefferson. Lately. Oh, my goodness. Jefferson was my top-ranked fantasy guy. What a stud. What an absolute stud. He was beautiful. Thank so you good. so much, my man. Ask Andy every Thursday. And, of course, you'll be here on Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Yes. Eastern, Ultimate Fantasy Football. And, and that is such an important time for people, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern time frame is so important because the last injury report comes out at 11.30, the official one for those 1 o'clock games. So you need to know what decisions to make last second, right? Because one switch, right? One switch can have ripple effects all the way down. Uh, you know, like look at this week, especially like we're going to find out Sunday, not an updated injury report, uh, Dean, but okay, what are we going to do with the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. Cooper Rush. Oh, we're going to dive into that big time. We're going to go through start sits for the big games. Take your questions, of course, on there and give you some of our hot plays. Danger zone picks as well which is always fun, or sort of our bold predictions. You can get those in. So that's 11 a.m. Eastern this Sunday and every Sunday during the NFL season, Ultimate Fantasy Football Show. Love it, my man. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, we'll talk soon. We'll see you on Sunday. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. You bet. There's Andy McNamara. Of course, uh, follow him on Twitter, AndyMC81. Use the hashtag AskAndy. He will get you your fantasy advice, and he'll have it right here. 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash ultimate fantasy sports. It's ultimate fantasy football with Andy McNamara on Sunday.